Hello, this is BK. Welcome to the Leadership Illumination Podcast, where leaders illuminate leaders. And uh, thankfully today we have as our guest Jimmy Trun, and he's the chef, CEO, and founder of Naughty Noah's. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, welcome to, to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because my name is so tricky, most of my listeners know me now as BK. You know, a name from Holland, yeah. dear Gid, is <laughs> hard to pronounce sometimes. Hard to yeah. pronounce sometimes. Totally but uh, anyway, so I appreciate you being on the show because I know that you tend to be a very authentic person. And as leaders, um, a lot of people are trying to learn. And most leaders, you just hear the success stories. Mm-hmm. But um, on that note, I'm actually going to start by letting the listeners know your successes. And sure. then I'll turn it over to you and you can kind of let them know how you got there. So, um, Jimmy, you've won several awards, and um, mm-hmm. you've been, uh, you know, it always looks like it's overnight, but the truth is you started this company back in 2014, even though it didn't become official until 2017. And um, you have won several awards, including uh, from New York, the Accelerator one, and I'm going to let you kind of talk about some of the awards, but you got funding mm-hmm. uh, to start your company. You Since 2017, you expanded onto Amazon, Central Market, and then just last year, you became nationwide mm-hmm. successful, yes. and, uh, and that didn't come without any struggles or, or pains. Or and sweat. Can, or sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably sleepless nights, too. <laughs> a lot, still. Yeah, still. And, uh, you know, today we're here in, in a place that, uh, again, we were meeting where you surrounded yourself with really great people that mm-hmm. mentor you. And, um, you know, location is strategic, too. But you've also learned how to be local and national at the same time. And I'm sure right. you've worked with different people and um, it, it's really, for the time I've known you, it's just amazing the progress that you have made. And most of all, your persistence, because you've had so many opportunities to quit, and yet you keep on going. So probably have a pretty big vision mm-hmm. to help you keep going. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you, you shared several of the accolades with me, and they're specific to your um, industry, and our listeners may or may not recognize them. But maybe you want to say something about, you know, for example, the grocery store HEB. I mean, I don't know in the rest of the country, but that's pretty big here in Texas. And you were one right. of the finalists there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now there's several others. So I'll turn it over to you. And uh, thank you for being on the show. It's really an honor and privilege, um, Brigitte, to have me on your, your podcast. My whole story, really the, the whole gist of it started in culinary school. Right before culinary school, I was almost 200 pounds, and I was nearly obese. And Yeah, I think I read you were 200 the, pounds. Yeah, the first, my first course called Product Knowledge, I had brought awareness and learned where every, all the foods where I was consuming, where it was coming from, and I'm like, holy shit, I gotta cut it out. And I did, and so I lost 50 pounds, and in the middle of my culinary training, my mother opened up our first Vietnamese restaurant in California. So that, the inspiration to come out with a, uh, an authentic Vietnamese dish called pho noodles, right? It's our staple dish of our country. And so when I looked at the, the grocery space, I saw a lot of uh, white space, a lot of opportunity, and a lot of cleaning up because the grocery store is just pretty nasty, mm. you know, filled with chemicals, additives, and preservatives. 
So I spent three years in development, and then we launched. Uh, in, we founded here in Houston, Texas, and we launched uh, on Noah's birthday, September twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. And then, and Noah is your son. Noah is my son. He's he just turned five years old uh, last week. Congratulations! Two weeks old, yes. And then on to Amazon, and then Central Market, and then Nationwide with Cost Plus World Market. And then we got accepted to the food accelerator in New York with venture capital funding as well. So the 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 whole gist of um, the accolades that we won, like Veg News, we won Best Vegan Product mm. on our second day at the trade show called Expo West, which is the natural organic trade show um, here in the, here in the country in the U.S. And we we didn't know really like hey if our product would even be a a product market fit into the into our industry. So on the second day, we, we you know the whole team of Veg News, the national publication, they came to our booth and like, hey, you want this vegan product? Like, Holy crap! Really? We weren't even in production yet. It was just a soft launch. But you and were inspired to go there for a reason, right? We were inspired to go there so that we can connect with and build relationships with people in that industry. Right. Yeah. In the and, natural organic industry. Well, and and Nadi Noah's, um, you know, I know you said earlier, you used to weigh, you know, two hundred or some odd pounds, and and mm-hmm. you you got interested in how can we do this better, and you yourself experienced the benefits of healthy organic food, um, mm-hmm. and I actually tested your noodles and and, and customer right. now, so <laughs> I can you. I can vouch for it, um, and. You know, also the time it saves, the way you package your noodles, and so, so you have. There was some vision that was driving you to go through this, um, and can you can you say a little bit about you know was it to make the world a better place through organic food or what what drove you to? I mean, other than losing weight, but yes. everyone wants to lose weight at some degree. But you, there's something that, that you're like, I don't care what I have to go through. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. What, what was that something? My, my vision after my personal health journey was to build uh, a product, bring a product to market that will help people eat better, that will maintain health and well-being, oh, wow. not just junk. That maintain one is incredible because <laughs> I, you know, we've all gone through temporary health stints and mm-hmm. then we kind of lapse. And mm-hmm. and again, I'm you haven't paid me to say this, but I just I'm telling you the consistency is the key, and you make it so easy with your products to do that. So you must have had some insight into human beings that we tend to not be consistent <laughs> about healthy eating. <laughs> yes, and that's true, and, and I, I have through personal experience as well. So. When I looked at my mother's restaurant and I looked at consumers, you know, doing our consumer research, I noticed that the the consumers wanted something healthy, at the same time very easy and convenient, mm-hmm. right? We wanted to take all the barriers out from eating healthy, because yeah. when, when people think healthy, they're like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to go shopping, I have to look for this, like, it's it's like a, 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 a it's like a mile hurdle when they come think about healthy eating. So, yeah, I can vouch for that. I'm a single mom and having to think about doing all that, but, you, but what a great contribution, right? Because I, I, 
you've helped me make it easy. And Thank there's you. no hurdle now because you've made it easy and Thank my you. daughter gets to benefit too. Awesome, yeah. But um, anyway, so back to you. So you that's what drove your vision. And then you had all these awards that you've won. You've been extremely successful. And you've already dropped a few hints though that it was not, it's not always been such an easy road. So can you talk to us a little bit about some of your blind spots yeah. or your discoveries? <laughs> so when I, when I started out, I didn't have a partner or anybody. And I was pretty much bootstrapped, borrowed money from family, from my mother. And I was alone for a good two to three years. Two to three years. Hustling and research and development, trade shows, and just back and forth, back and forth. Even did focus groups, by the way, <laughs> at the restaurant here in Texas and in, in my mother's restaurant in California. So you only wore a thousand hats. <laughs> just a few. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> so, so then in 2017, uh, what, my sister came on board uh, as a co-founder. Whether you're, you know, as a as a leader, you know, the first the first thing that you may think about as having a, a partner would be, you know, either a friend that you know, um, or you know, a college friend or somebody that you know in your circle, and a family member, right? Mm -hmm. You think all is well, and everything's going to be smooth sailing, and you guys are on the same page, you guys are communicating on the same page. No. And you finally have support. <laughs> Hell no. It was so for, for two years it was a it was a struggle. And the reason why it was a struggle, what I saw was I was on one way, one vision, and my sister was on another way, another vision. Mm -hmm. What really topped it off was I I made it my purpose to transform food culture no matter what it took. And and that what that means is not having a salary for the last five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when my sister signed on board, she you know she was requesting like, well what do we talk about equity and salary? I said, look, I'm not taking any salary. You shouldn't either. And so she stuck to that. At the same time, in the back of her, in her blind spot was, when am I gonna get paid? So right. she heard something different than you said. Right. She heard, well, it's only temporary, and temporary maybe in her mind was a year, six months, two years. Yeah, that was never actually communicated ah, or understood. <laughs> So, so those so are some of the been your blind spot, right? Yeah. You assumed that she understood. <laughs> And and so it, yeah, it was it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. We were not on the same page with a lot of things within the business, and the the strategy and the direction and the relationship. Like I was more I was more on building the relationship, nurturing the relationship with with people in that space, and my sister wasn't. What page was she on? I think she was on her own page. Wanting um, to make a difference in her way. Right. But Wanted not make... right aligned with your way, right. so to speak. Right. And right. you didn't discover that until towards the end, right? Which you want to say something about how you powerfully dealt with that situation? Yeah. I, uh, I think a lot of people deal with that at some level. Yeah. So it really took something as as a leader and as a brother and as an individual mm -hmm. to really step out of your 
your your ego mm. and say, hey, what's really going to benefit the business and the relationship? And I said, you know, from from some advice from people that I surround myself with, which by the way are you know older people, and uh, I took the advice of you've got to talk to your sister and just just be just be a loving brother to her mm-hmm. and not a business partner. Mm. And so it took me several months to really uh, come up with the different options. And I, I gave her those options and her, her and my mother had talked me through and came up with all sorts of other ideas. And I was just standing, you know, standing in that place, standing for having just a relationship with my sister and having the business work. Because what was happening was it wasn't working. Yeah. And it was it was it was really at risk. So I gave and, them and, options. And you know, I heard you say earlier about your vision is build relationships no matter what is the priority. And I just heard that you kind of were committed to the same thing, not kind of, you were committed to the same thing actually with your sister. Right. Which is what drove you to figure out a, a an effective way to resolve the situation. Right. So that's that's pretty cool that and, and like you said, you did that with some help. You didn't try to do that by yourself. No. Because it's, it's an emotional of, scenario, it, right? It was <laughs> a lot of conversations yeah. with different my my mother, my brother, my younger sibling, my wife, you, other, you know, other people on the advisory team. And it was it was the best thing for the relationship between brother and sister and for the business. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it takes it takes someone who's willing to be open, right? And uh, and just to clarify, I was not on your advisory team, but right. you and I have known each other and supported each other. Mm-hmm. And um, so thank you for sharing, because that's a vulnerable place to be, right? And, I, and I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with that, like you said, even if it's their best friend, because usually right. when you start a business, you go with friends. Um, but in this case, wow, it's high, high emotions, high ego when it's a family member and high risk, as you said. Exactly. And then I also heard you say the second thing that really helped your success was surrounding yourself with, I guess, advisors. And you, and you said earlier, older. I didn't know if, that, if, there, if there's anything you want to share there. Let me put it this way. Surround yourself with people smarter than you and ah. that have the same values and that, that is aligned in your vision. Three things, right? Okay. Will you repeat them again? Sure. Please? People that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. that have the same values, and that are aligned in your vision. Yeah. Those are three crucial things. If you don't have those, all three of those things, mm-hmm. it's just a uh, a ship ready to uh, sink. Yeah, you might be, <laughs> you might be giving advice, getting advice not in the direction you're committed mm-hmm. to. So, but when you first started, how did you get those relationships with the advisors that were aligned and did share the values? I can imagine that that was not overnight either. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a, it wasn't an instant process. Mm -hmm. I was first introduced by my first advisor, uh, Zach, uh, through a trade show. So our branding team introduced me to him. Mm -hmm. He's been in the space for a long time. He's, uh, he's grown several food brands and sold them. And I was introduced to him, and over like a five or six month period, 
we were having conversations on, you know, different different value points of like he, that he could bring to the business. And so I saw that as a okay, an opportunity that why don't he, why, you know, let let me consider him to be our first first advisor on on the team. And it was a very great choice because, you know, through the two years that I was with my sister, there there have been times where we would have a dispute of, about a business topic, mm-hmm. and we would have I would ask ask a Zach, and he would you know he wouldn't take any sides. He would be very. Um, um, Objective. Uh, yeah, objective. No exactly. ego involved exactly. on his part. Objective, right? right? Yes. No emotions. <laughs> Very objective, and I really saw that as a, a as a great value mm-hmm. to to us and the business. And so uh, every you know for for five five or six months, we would just converse back to each other, and then and then uh, after the six months, I said, hey, why don't you come on board to be a minority partner? Uh, with the vesting of equity, you know, over a two-year period. So every month, I would pay him a small um, stipend mm-hmm. um, for his time, and then uh, he would earn his uh, equity over two years. Mm-hmm. And we would get on calls whenever it's needed, whenever I need it, or I need advice, or I need, you know, to ask him something. So it was very fluid and open, and and you were innovative in how you structured that, right? That deal yes, with him, yes. and he know, actually proposed that to me. Oh, okay. He proposed that. I'm like, oh, okay. This this seems like a good deal. Okay. So he proposed and I accepted. Okay. So now I, I learned that hey, you can structure things any way you you like. As a as a founder, you can. Yeah. You're right, and that's yeah. cool that. Um, you got to see what it takes to have a mentor who consistently stays with you. And and you got to test him before you agreed to that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other tips regarding, for our listeners, how they can surround themselves with mentors or advisors? Like, how did you find the rest of yours? All through referrals or how? So my second advisor was Michael Hick. He's actually from the UK. Mm. Um, 82, no, 83 years old this year. Wow. How I met him was through a business plan competition. He was my assigned advisor, okay. and he, he he really enjoyed the whole business plan um, process with me. And even though we didn't win the uh, the competition, what I did win was him because he came priceless. Back. Yes, it was priceless <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so he he to I related to him as like my grandfather or my yeah. father. Yeah. Because I've never had grandparents, like I never met my grandparents. Like mm. they all passed away on our um, when we immigrated to America back way back in the day, forty years ago, forty-one years ago. Yeah. So he came back. So we ended the competition. He came back from. He's a speaker on uh, cruise ships. So he oh. speaks about geopolitics and yeah. business and history. And so that's what he does now, right? And he came back from uh, overseas. He calls me. He says, "Hey, Jimmy, you know, I really like you know what you're doing in your business. I wanna, I wanna be a mentor to you or advisor." I'm like, "Okay, wow!" Great. And so you, would, says, you have attracted your mentors. Would you say by what you stand for, your vision, by what would be two or three things that you think? I mean, you've really ended up with some really cool mentors. I'm getting goosebumps just you sharing that. Uh, I think you know the three, the three pillars of. 
vision, mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with those smarter people, and alignment with um, your values, mm-hmm. you'll start to attract those types of people. Yeah. And then you'll actually really see clearly who is in your circle that, that actually doesn't belong or doesn't bring any value. Yeah. And then, like when you when you what I mean by surrounding yourself is, you go to instead of you know Saturday Sunday going to um, you know going to the bar, yeah, go to the library or go to business networking functions, and and then and then meet those build those relationships with those people that are aligned with that same values as you. Yeah, show up in areas where yeah, show up with business. Right? Yes. That's funny. Perseverance and, you know, and really showing up. Yeah. So it's uh, the cool thing about you is I can talk to you for 10 hours and listen to you for 10 hours. <laughs> and, I, you know, and then the challenge with you is, you know, you're a busy man and I know we've got you on the podcast for so long. But the funny thing is I was about to ask you, what is one of your success habits? You know, and you kind of said, don't go to the bar. Don't, you know, like one of your habits that has really helped you succeed what I'm hearing is, you know, figure out what you're doing with your time. Show up. But, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. There might be another one that, that you want to share. I think that the success for me has been just staying on course, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, life. That's how so, I've known you. Right? So, <laughs> life, life and business yeah. are inter- they're related. They're related, and, and a lot of a lot of people in business don't have that distinction of hey, my life is with my family, and also my life is with my business or you know corporate work, whatever it is. And so, if you don't have it right at home, it's not going to be right in your business. Wow, that's a big one because you you not only have Noah as a son, yes. you want to share with <laughs> who else you have. <laughs> So in 2017, when we launched our company, um, we had my daughter, Ula, during Hurricane Harvey in the car. In the car. In the car. I mean, talk about you being faced with all kinds of adversities and opportunities, right? Yes, yes. All in one moment. All in one moment. So, So hurricane, baby coming out, tornado. Yeah, you, you, you're like, definitely okay. a testament to no matter what, you persevere. That is really amazing. Yeah, so, so, so really staying on course, and I relate to, I share this with people, is relate to yourself, your life, on a roller coaster. Mm. You have your ups, you have your downs, you have your ups, you have your downs. But if you get off, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. We toast. And, and be on the roller coaster ups and downs together with your family. Mm-hmm. So how how have you integrated family and business? Because it's not easy, you know, being an entrepreneur and growing yes. a company the way at the pace you're growing. One of the key pillars of having your family and your business work is communication. And and I'm not saying I, I'm the best communicator at all. However, I've in 2013, I took a, a course called uh, Landmark Forum, and that really opened my my it opened my way of communicating, seeing things in a different perspective, 
seeing people in a different perspective and and really getting to the truth of what's actually happening. So you're separating fact from story. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. You know, that'll probably another podcast yes, on how our listeners should do that. Exactly. But uh, you did drop a great hint, which is become, you know, like really increase your skill set in effective communication. And, 100%. Because without communication, you don't, yeah. have it. you don't have anything. Yeah. And I learned through the years how to manage, you know, the business and with family. And, and it's all like, it's all creating that possibility of, hey, babe. I've got this thing going on. Is this going to work for our schedule? I got to do this, and can we do this? If not, if or right, and, and not only that, but you know, your your wife is also an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know, <laughs> she owns several. Well, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, she's she's an optometrist. She owns um, three practices. Yeah. So you guys are. I mean, really, you. Sometimes I'm like, how? I mean, you really, it's amazing that you remind me of the saying that the busier you are, the more successful you are because you have to figure out what to do with your time. Two entrepreneurs, two children, <laughs> and successes. So I, I can imagine that communication it absolutely would be a foundation. And especially when you're dealing with people, which is, you know, we all. Uh, we think we communicate just because you and I speak English, but you know, as you know, yeah, I speak. I, I, learned, I learned five languages by the age of ten, and wow. I got really clear that you know English does not equal English. There's so many miscommunications happening because we assume that. But anyway, we're wrapping up. Uh, we're coming to the end of our show, and you've been so generous and so open, and that's what's you know that's really a great contribution because again, there's a lot of leaders, and as you know, it's, it's lonely sometimes at the top. Yeah, it is. We're often at the top, I wish to say. Yep. So, um, I uh, I appreciate your time, your openness. I hope we can have you back again on the show. Anytime. And, uh, awesome. Anytime. You mentioned that to our listeners, you're willing to offer something special if they want to, you know, be part of trying healthy food. And you know, the other thing that that your food gives us is energy, right? So when you're an entrepreneur, you need to when you eat healthy, you have more energy. Yeah, know? not sugar energy, but <laughs> not sugar, energy. right? Ma- like, maintenance yeah, energy, maintenance, right? Yeah. Consistent, and so. Um, if they go to your website, mm-hmm. and, and your website is naughtynoahs.com, yeah. and they type in leaders, number, and then the number six, they'll get $6 off yep. of any of your products that they yep. choose. Right. So leaders is, you know, like you and me leading. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, again, $6 off. So thank you so much. You continue to be so generous. My pleasure. Uh, including showing up today. Thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, my pleasure. And then... Uh, You know, we'll continue the process, and I wish you just great success and um, continued openness to insights and sharing, you know, your successes. Yeah, anytime. Happy to help. Happy to support you. Thank you. And to the leaders and to the listeners, enjoy the journey. Bye. (laughs)